What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, what's the crack, everybody? How are you getting on? Welcome to another episode of Buckshot with Tom O'Mahony. I'm a little late. It's Saturday the 3rd. Yesterday was bananas. So we got a recording done yesterday. Ah, jeez. Fair play The Patreons just got it a while ago and they got it with no ads. So you know the crack. Oh, Spotify. If you're, you know, the rap thing keeps on coming up on, whatchamacallit, on every time I open Spotify. Class, thank you all, everybody, who's been putting me in their top... I don't know what it is to be... I'm an idiot when it comes to this, but thank you, everybody, who's been tagging me on Instagram. So continue to do that, if you would, please. Tell more people about it. And uh, if you want to become a Patreon, we've got a couple of new ones this week. Welcome on board. Fair play to you. It was James, uh, Cleo, and Brian. Fair play. Mighty to have you. You, of course, get the Ramble Pods midweek, which is like 45 minutes to an hour of me going bananas and answering questions at... It's purely, it's exclusively for the the Patreon, so that's, you know, comes out midweek. If you want extra Tom shouting and roaring, that's there for you. And you get the videos as well to the interviews, you know, you know the crack. Uh, Gigs coming up, of course, I have my club, which is the Hill Comedy Club here in Tipperary in Care on the 29th of December. Tickets are going nicely for that one, so I would say make make a night of it. Come see me. I'm there with Joe, uh, no, who's with us? No, Joe was last month. Cormac Moore, Jackie Cronin, and Father Ted's own McLove, a.k.a., well, not a.k.a., his actual name, <laughs> Pat McDonald. He was also in a bunch of other things. He was in uh, The Savage Eye. He was in Naked Camera. He's an absolute lightning bolt. He's a, <laughs> he's a lunatic, so I can't wait for the people of Tipperary to see this guy. So if you're from further afield, come on down for the night. It's that weird bit between Christmas and New Year's that nobody knows what to do. We'll come get drunk with Tom. In his comedy club in Cairn Tipperary. I will be next week. I'm going to be in Belfast on the 8th. I'm going to be at Lavery's Comedy Club headlining. And I'm very, very, very excited about that. Because I have nothing on the day before. And nothing on the day after. So I am going to be chilling and grilling. Hanging out with the likes of Geddes and a couple more of the boys. So I'm looking forward to that. Very, very much. So if you're in the Belfast diaspora. I don't know. Is diaspora the right word? I don't know. I don't know anything about these kind of things. Come join us on the 8th, which is the Thursday. Anyway, moving on to today's guest. He is probably the longest I've known somebody, and we've stayed continually great friends, and we've done so many mad gigs together. He's just powerful. The guy's just just turned the switch, let him off, and I absolutely love it. The huge perspective he has on the world of comedy, because he literally has gigged in every corner of the world. It's so class oh yeah oh, we had some we had some good you know big big man talk big man talk yeah big man thing yeah um as well as just jesus i mean gigging in guatemala and like stuff you're going oh what this will be a podcast where we you may even learn something failing that you're gonna have a right good crack it's danny o'brien what's <laughs> the crack uh for anybody who's just joined in you're going 
Oh, what? Who, have we met these? Have I? Is the recording? Yeah, we just literally started recording because myself and Danny have been talking and we went, oh, Jesus, we better actually do something here. Uh, it's Danny O'Brien. Oh, fucking welcome back. How are you, Tom? I'm excited because if memory serves me correctly, the last time we did one of these was during COVID and the both of us, I was wearing a weird tracksuit top, like some sort of Lithuanian gangster. And we met in a car park at Lith Liffey Valley and we were like two dissident Republicans planning an attack. I was with going wires everywhere on the dash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> looked, yeah, yeah. It looked like so dodgy. That's the thing, like anybody else in Liffey Valley would definitely come up to you in the car and say something like whatever. But you see, when you see the head, the two big Slavic fucking heads on the two of us and say, Slav King, Slav King, just hang <laughs> Yeah, I got out of my Corolla into your Opal. <laughs> two, two absolute rock stars. <laughs> absolute, absolute bang of IRA off the both of us. <laughs> they so looked like two stolen cars too, didn't they? Like, yeah, like yeah. the lads have robbed them for sure. I still have that car. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I can't kill it. Like, it just won't die. I, I, can't I was like, during COVID, it was the same. Like, I was like, like every fucking, every other gobshite in Ireland, oh, I think we need a new car. Like, no, we really don't. Nope. And now with an energy crisis and everything. And I, yeah, the Corolla's going to outlive me. Like, we both know that's a fact. Yeah. But uh, I just can't justify it. I, my, my, in my 20s, my, my ego probably needed it. You know, it's like, oh, you need a car. But oh, like, yeah, yeah. If I reversed into a pole in Kilmaine and going to the second gig on Wednesday. You know, like, I've been driving on the other side of the road for six weeks. And then I'm in Kilmainham and I was trying to get to in-jokes. So they blocked off a road, had to reverse down a lane. And I just kind of bounced the pole. It was grand. But like, for the Corona, didn't even feel it, man. That's it. I, I love the I love the notion that you he's a Polish fella. And it was like, what? But because Polish lads would be bothered with insurance, right? They were like... It's okay. It's Corolla. Yeah. I, I I respect Corolla. When, when I when I was in I was in a I was in Mexico like uh, and I went there. I, I kind of went there to get into Central America and went there on the way home. Like that's where I flew in and out of. And I was twenty four hours in Mexico, and it was in an Uber going to meet uh, at May mine to do a, a gig. We we're going for a bit of food or whatever, and an old Mexican woman just drove straight into the back of the Uber like. And I was like, <laughs> your, your man just gets out like, man, didn't he, he didn't even swear. He didn't even like go oh, for fuck's sake, nothing. He just gets out, looks at the boot, gives it or gives the bumper, rubs it with his hand and gets back in and kind of goes, oh, and then just drove off. <laughs> like you allowed that. You know, I bumped into someone like that and this absolute prick said he had whiplash, no damage to either car and claimed 18 grand off my fucking car insurance. And my car insurance was... Five, like, it was like over a thousand quid for five years. What? Yeah. Because Jeez. someone, and it was on my birthday as well. Uh, I just, I literally bumped into him and he's like, oh, I have whiplash. And I just said, man, like, I'm going to give you whiplash if I don't get off the phone immediately. It's... And he came and he got it because it's easier for insurance companies in Ireland to just pay people out than it is to actually investigate. It. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I'll never forget no. years Years ago, I was on the M50 when it was, do you know, I mean, it's never good, but when it was, it was new, but it was, it was a relatively new M50, you know what I mean? But I was... The M50 is like hooking up with an X over Christmas. It's never good. <laughs> it's never good. Never a good idea, bro. But I was on the, and I was heading down to, I was heading down to Wicklow or something. We were, it was during the golf course building days and it was fucking madness. I was trying to get down. And I remember this woman pranged off the, the back of the old Jeep she beat fucking hitch on the thing. She fucked herself up. But I got out to see if she was okay. It wasn't actually in my head because it was just a culture. I just got out right. just to go. 
And she started crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, here's my detail. I was like, ah, what? No, you're what? No, you're. But she couldn't grasp that I didn't give one fuck. That that kind of living. The Hilux. I was driving a fucking Hilux. Like, do you know what I mean? What but, are you... that, but that's why no one can open. Like, people really struggle in Ireland to open businesses, and not to start off all negatively, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a, good man. Friend, a good friend of ours um, and podcaster extraordinaire. I was, I was chatting to Gordon Rochford yesterday, and of those conspiracy guys. This is not a conspiracy, unfortunately. Ireland has now come in, as I talked about this on stage last night, we are now the most expensive country in Europe to live, but like, like, like by, like, by a lot, like we're ahead of Zurich. Imagine Zurich. London, Zurich and Paris. Dublin is more expensive to live in than any of those three places. Can you imagine that? Like the, the, the pizzazz and what of Paris, the techno fucking high end of Zurich. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you're, and then you come to Dublin, and you, can't, and, and you can and fly. Can I interest you in the Ilac Center? I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> you'd like to take a walk down the cultural effigy that is Talbot Street at the moment. And I used to work in social care, <laughs> and, and even I'm just going, lads, this is out of control. This I, is out of control. It reminds me of like Batman. When Gotham turns, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. For like a two week holiday or whatever, <laughs> he goes to like the same. Goes to the Quail Talk, yeah. He goes to the Quail Talk, and he's like, "I'm out, I'm out, chief." And then everything just goes to shit. That is Dublin city centre at the moment, particularly on uh-huh. the side of the inner city, dude. It's, uh-huh. like, I parked there last night. Fair play, yeah. I always just because the car, my Corolla, is such a piece of shit. That's the reason I can't have nice things. Yeah, like it'd be robbed. I, I, but like I remember driving by, I did that motorbike show years ago, and I had the CB, which is now a cafe racer. But I drove that CB around, and do you know, that really horrendous petrol station. It's in Tullamore, I think. It's where all the truckers stop. Yes, I like, know the you one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the last one before Dublin, before Applegreen or anything like that. And I stopped there, and there was two gentlemen from a a, a community in Ireland. Yeah, local, <laughs> um, local to everywhere. So I'm freezing, man. Like I can barely get my my, my uh, card out to pay for fuel because like my hands are froze off me. This is in the summer, but it was Ireland, and I remember like shivering, like trying to get the helmet off to try and pay for like the petrol. And these two lads just start like wrenching my wing mirrors off the motorbike while it's at the petrol pump. While it's there, and I said, lads, I just was so tired. I'm like, I'm not going to fight them. Like I obviously. And I just said, lads, not to be rude, but uh, I need those to live. So if you could not take my wing mirrors off while I go on the motorway, and I'm like, oh, sorry about that. And I'm like, like it was an accident. Like, like they, I fell against it. Yeah, like they fell against it with two hands <laughs> with one foot up on the wheel. And I was just there going. But that's how I feel about the Corolla. Like, because I just like I parked outside the ropiest um, like kind of block of flats near Gardner Street. And sometimes it's the best thing to do because oh, people yeah. know who you are and they assume you're local because no one would be thick enough to leave their car there unless you're from there. Yeah. That's my, that's my logic anyway. So touch wood, nothing, nothing's happened to Corolla for the last few years. I was parking the old Opel. I used to park because it had D-Reg and it kind of looked like a cop car. So I, I could throw it anywhere around Dublin. Nobody would ever look at it. But now... Blue Mondale is your best mate. It was, this was, sure, this was the, a blue insignia. Sure, just the... Oh yeah, it was the brother of it. But yeah. I, I now have 
a, t- a Tipperary Reg one. I haven't hope. I gotta put it in multi stories now. I haven't hope it's coming. Like there'll be nothing left of it. Like there's there's a bang of up for the day for the match. Oh, or December eighth. It's a you December eighth. You can smell. You can smell the sandwiches and tinfoil off the fucking thing. Like <laughs> it, just, it just smells like coleslaw, <laughs> coleslaw, <and> red diesel. <laughs> Sell that as an air freshener, coleslaw, and red diesel in <laughs> like a magic tree. I get. I'm getting a bit of a horn thinking about it to be honest it's quite nice <laughs> I don't know why I've just thought of it this my cousin lives in Athlone I just remember one time I called down to him and his nickname's Rasher because uh, my, my my grand uncle used to have the like factory for um for, for, for Denny so he would be the distributor for, for all the foods and stuff and my my cousin used to drive the van and de- deliver all that stuff so like that's why his nickname is Rasher and uh this is just the most, and this particularly for the Irish listeners, particularly for anyone who's listening from the Midlands, they live in a place called um, Arcadia, which is where my, in the house my mother and my uncles were actually born. And then they moved to Dublin and my cousin bought the house. He lives there with his family, right? And I went in and his wife wasn't there. The house is stunning. Like it's just off the, the, the near the B&Q and stuff in Athlone. And it's, it's class because you can just pull in and I'm just there like straight yeah. away with the May or whatever. One of the 14 exits off to, off to, to yeah, Athlone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I called in just just four casual roundabouts. And uh, I called in and we're just kind of sitting there and he's like drawing a cup of tea. We're just kind of sitting there awkward. And I love the awkwardness of Irish men. And like I've met like your family members and mine are very much the same. Like the, the mothers are so... Kieran, like, would you like a sandwich? And, you know, they go full Mrs. Doyle on you. And he was kind of awkward. And we kind of had this cup of tea and he, he didn't really know what to do. And he just goes, do you want a volivant? <laughs> I was like, you have a volivant on the go. And, you know what I mean? Like, who has? Like, I have random shit in my fridge and I'm sure you do as well. But I don't have, like, a casual volivant just knocking around. That's where his brain went to. So then he's like... Microwaves to Volivant cases. Like he's just time traveled to a 1991 wedding. Is there prawn cocktail as well to go with it? Like just ran into the kitchen and stole two Volivants and then teleported back to the 2000s and then gives me like a kilo of coleslaw, like an industrial tub, like an ice cream tub, and just stabs a fork into it. And I'm just there going, spooning cold coleslaw on the microwave Volivants, going, This is peak Athlone. That is. is <clears throat> wow Jesus that, Christ that's the country in Ireland for me anyway that, that's ex- that, like my old lad could literally it, like you'd be lucky with my old lad he'd throw you a, a can of beans and a can opener and go work away work away because I'm not doing no come follow on <laughs> he'd be just I so awkward I remember your material about your old lad shooting the tree and I've met him like so if anyone ever thinks that's bullshit it definitely is he's, he's a raw bastard by but, shooting, shooting a tree into submission but you, yeah. you like you you think you think I'm joking like there's the raw bastards since I moved back down here like the raw just raw savages like I was met a chap the other day and his it was great seeing him and he, his kid is like the same age as mine it was low and I remember did your did your old fella lose a thumb because of a black thorn it just popped into my head he goes I oh, did he did yeah and like so rather than get it fixed he got an yeah, a black thorn a black thorn stuck in it I would yeah, I would I wouldn't go to that fucking quack. <laughs> so I just had it chopped off. Because it just went fucking black and died on his hand. Just withered. I'll tell you one thing, man. There's two reasons. 
that I would be fairly confident that that fella's not on Twitter. <laughs> giving, out about, giving, out about, giving out about pronouns. <laughs> you gave, yeah, two reasons. One, he can't type with no thumb. <laughs> two, what the fuck is a Twitter? Do you know, like, but this, this is what you're like. I saw a bloke the other morning. Now it was heading, it was like four degrees. And I've seen this guy before. Him and his brother have to be the most cash rich fuckers in the country. They deal in timber, but the kind of timber that the forestry can't get out, you know, the huge things, or yeah, they're yeah. kind of in between. And these lads basically come in afterwards, like scavengers, basically. They pay the forester and go, we'll get that fucking thing out. They'll yeah. run, they'll run half a mile of chain. Drag it through in the rain, and you know, oh, yeah, man, my, my mates do that with oh. the most brutal work. You have to be into it, but it's oh, yeah. but like they have a stockpile. If you looked on Google Maps, if I gave you the address, if you looked at, at Google Maps, their stockpile just up the mountain from us here, like you'd see, you can see it's like something out of Colorado, like it's fucking ridiculous. But I saw your man, it was like three, four degrees the other morning, it had to be half five, no cab. I, you, you know, you, I could hear this tractor come from ages and my head is like, oh, that's a modern day tractor. He's traveling at 40 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour. <laughs> it was still, it was like something out of Monty Python. I was at the gate to leave. The cunt hadn't come for like five minutes. I was like, where's this fucking tractor? He finally passed. No cab, no gloves, no jacket, no hat, shaved head. Just, and you know, he's doing 15 miles an hour tops. So wherever he's, I know for a fact he's going 20 miles so he's traveling at least another hour and a bit to get to where he's going yeah. and his teeth aren't chattering he's not yeah. do you know what I mean you know if these phone lads even have phones they're the brick they're not going like I hope like to be woke to them is just is a dog barking outside and actually waking up like that's that's what <laughs> it reminded me of uh, the, there's a, a pal of mine from a place called uh, um, Glasson, which is actually just outside Athlone. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it Longford? I think Glasson is it. I think it's, it's, it's on the border, actually. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, it is, it's in Athlone, but whatever. But the, um, her grandparents, had, you know, they, they had their kids and everything. They were, you know, they, you know, as Irish grandparents, they don't really, have, they had nothing for really doing. They'd retired and they would just kind of be hanging around the house and, like, you know, I, I, I've seen this with a lot of people in my family and like they'll either get a dog or the grandchild becomes the thing or the cat becomes the thing. Like yeah. everyone needs a thing to kind of just give them kind of purpose, I suppose, from day to day and, you know, stop their life being mundane or whatever it may be. But they, their thing is that they had a rat in the house. right? <laughs> but like it was this <laughs> absolute like proper splinter, like beast and like couldn't kill it set a load of traps like you know he just shook them off like you know what i mean like they <laughs> everything they got exterminators in then like they thought he was gone and they'd be watching telly and suddenly the lights would go out because you through wires in the attic like this thing was just an absolute fucking machine and like all they talked about for months and months was this rat and to the point that they're like we need to just get rid of this rat like it's it's ruining everyone's life right and then, <laughs> And she called over one day to the grandparents and her granny goes, she brought her upstairs. And you know, like the front of a bath with the plastic? Yeah. The, the bath. The rat had eaten a hole, like the size of like a giant grapefruit. <laughs> a hole through the plastic in the side of the bath, right? And her granny goes, that rat, that rat's after eating that hole in the bath and he wasn't even hungry. <laughs> He ate that whole. He ate that bat out of pure balance. 
<laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> the rat is behind smoking a fan going, you're fucking right. <laughs> and I'll do it again. That, that to me is Ireland. <laughs> it's like, that's Ireland to me in a nutshell. Like, that, I, if there's anyone who's not from Ireland, if you want to know what goes on in this country, that's what goes on. That's what goes on. I, Joe, I wanted to, I'd forgotten and I want to go back to another depiction of like Ireland being more expensive than anywhere or Dublin being more expensive mm-hmm. than anywhere else. And sure, everywhere, everywhere around Ireland is following suit. To give you a context of how naive once upon a time a gang of us were, we only knew of Cork and Dublin Airport and Shannon or whatever. So we yeah. we were all going skiing and we flew, we were flying to Munich because the, the closest we could get. Colchies on ice. Colchis on ice and well I was the only real culture out of them but we were we had to get to, to Austria to a place called Zellamzee and we yeah. said well, well we'll hire the jeep yes it'll sit there in the fucking car park for the week when we get there but sure look it's the only way that's sure we t- it's the closest airport and we flew in hired the car paid extra for snow tires and all that for fuck's sake I was going driving it and as we're walking through Munich fucking airport we all, our jaws all just fucking dragged along the ground. We saw in the middle of the airport, still under the same roof, Danny, hadn't left the property. There was a nice little stairwell or stairs to go down to the train station, which was underneath, which was, you know, and guess know, where... Did you fly into Vienna? No, there wasn't an option to fly into oh, Vienna. Okay. Like, whatever way, it wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah. But here's what we saw. The train underneath the airport, because why would you have that magic going on? Yeah. Uh, the train underneath the airport went straight to fucking ZLMZ and we had already paid for the fucking Jeep. Oh. So we now had to drive the fucking road to Austria. Alongside the train. Pretty much looking going, like we could have got cowboy yeah. beside the train, but you're you're in a resentful fucking hired Jeep. Yeah. Like we just the hatred because we'd given whatever for the fucking Jeep for the week and we could have gotten it for a tenth of the price and not have to drive. You know, we could have all gotten drunk and gotten on the fucking train, like but and it was the but it was the naivety that we just didn't consider for a second that there was proper transportation out there where oh the connection you mean there's a you don't have to get wait for a bus to bring you into the city center you don't have to change trains at Limerick Junction what is this magic <laughs> what is this wizardry like the oh, fuck and we felt like such knobs untraveled uneducated knobs were like oh my Christ like, oh I, my. I, I toyed with the idea I was like maybe I should get an electric car because there was grants and stuff going at the time and I'm like I struggle to get petrol on the way back from gigs sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine the anxiety if your phone was running out and now your car is running out. (laughs) 
It's like, and like, uh, I was talking about this last night. Like, I love Ireland for a lot of reasons, but Jesus Christ, man, you, I don't think people have any idea how hard you have to work to just live in Dublin. <laughs> I don't live some, all I do is like, I gig, I eat, I barely even go for pints. Like, I just don't because I'm gigging all the time and I go to the gym and that's it. And like, like, if you knew how much it costs to just live, it's not like we've got the sunshine out every day <laughs> yeah. or, you know, whatever. I'm like, just existing in Dublin is a pain in the fucking arse. Like, you really have to work hard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just to be. I'm not like, uh, I don't have kids. I've no dependents. I don't have any debt or anything like that. So when you see families and stuff like that, I'm just like, you know, people look at Ireland because we've got like, you know, Facebook, we've LinkedIn and we've all these different companies or Meta or whatever all operating here and I'm like even the people who work for them they all live there they eat at work it's kind of like a modern day prison in yeah. a lot of ways for a lot of those companies and like they're all like sale 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 get the clicks get the clicks for 12 hours a day you know what I mean it's there is it's, yeah there's zero crack the work, like when, work, work life balance in, in Ireland is is extremely extremely poor well, especially in, in Dublin, because Dublin has just lost, it's kind of lost the fucking run, but it's hurt itself out so hard. It's just gone to a point where it's like, oh, yes, we can do anything you want. Of course we can do it. Yeah, we'll work the fucking back off. And don't you? Oh, we'll do. It's still, it's driven itself to the point where it's hurt itself out, where it, I can't sustain. Like, you don't have the roads, the transport. Like, I saw, I'll never forget, I was down the first time, and I've said this on the podcast, but it's a perfect depiction. The first time we were in the house in in when we started renting down here first, and I rang. I said, "I'll get it. I'll get some oil. Get some oil." Yeah. And I rang up with my big Dublin ready to go head. I had the card held out in front of me, Danny, ready to read my number. And I swear to God, your man, rather than going this is a, hi, good morning, O'Brien's oil, your man just answered the phone. He went, "Well," <laughs> I says, "Well, is this whatever oil?" And he went, "Yeah, it is. Yeah." I says, uh, I'd like to get some oil. So, I grand, grand, grand. Oh, what will I put you down for? So, I told, I, I don't know, a few hundred litres. And he says, okay, grand, grand. And, uh, right. And I says, will I give you my address? He went, sure, go on. So, yeah, yeah. So, I gave him the address, air code, the whole lot. Knowing, I, as I'm saying, I went, this fucker's not here and they're writing any of this down. Yeah. And I swear to God, he went, now tell me where you are. What? So, I explained, I told him that, the guy who owned the house, he went, Grand and hung up. No card, no, no not. Forty five minutes later, I swear to God, your man must have just been heading up the road. It's yeah. The biggest man I've ever, biggest white guy I've ever seen in my life. He must have been close to seven foot. I was yeah. making a cup of tea at the back fucking kitchen window. Your man sticks his head around, knocks on the window, goes, "Ah, that's full now." Look, gone. And I went, and I just saw the oil truck pulling out. The oak, he was after putting the oil in. Nobody came looking for any fuck. I had to ring them a month later to go, lads, I have to fucking pay. What? Yeah. They were going, you could have dropped the check in. The check. You could have dropped the check in any time. Like, but sure, don't, don't be worried about that. I'm like, yeah, this is there, 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 There's a niceness about that. And like, there's um, there's a raw hostility that kind of comes with living in a city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't live in the city centre because I spend, when I'm here, I'm in there nearly every night. You know what I mean? I live like, down just beside the Aviva Stadium here and uh, I love it down here but like D Dublin City working in it is grand man I, I couldn't live in the, in the city centre it's just it's I, it's too easy to go pointing and stuff as well way too it, easy eating shit also, food yeah everything is there 
yeah, there's but there's also too much chaos that I'm I just yeah, it's 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 not you know life life as a comic is chaotic enough, but like if I was living in Dublin on top of that, I'd just be not. Maybe I suppose if you had if you worked in a dull dull fucking job, maybe the fucking madness of what the city is would kind of give you a bit of zip. But like, there's enough zip for us when we get on stage to go. Oh, I'd like to go and move, live in a tree now immediately after this. Please. Yeah, like I'm I'm constantly in nature. Like like any opportunity, I'm on the motorbike down to Wicklow. With yeah, the, with, you, with you see your pictures. Off, like, yeah. I, I stream it. And I'm like, this is what I do. I like streaming. <laughs> no, just, just driving, just singing like the yeah. Bonnie Tyler tunes. I, don't <laughs> even, I, don't have to, like, I have to vent. I have to get it out of me. Well, you know, whatever it is, whether it's traffic. So I'm literally just like, screaming <laughs> on the motorway like a lunatic. And then because like, like, I just... I just like, will I get the 180? Will I get the 180? <laughs> I'm gonna die, and then I like, and then I stop, and then I feel alive. That's great. That's that. Uh, I one of the first times it was after COVID, and we moved down here, and I was gigging, gigging properly again. Like, and I was, it was the first time I was, I was back up in Dublin in Yonks, like, and I haven't used that word either in ages. Yonks, I love it. Don't, don't use it again. <laughs> I, just got, I just got, I just got two unfollows there. <laughs> I just got two unfollows there and this hasn't been Oh, we haven't even gone live. <laughs> but I, I pulled up onto the... I was driving it along, you know, past uh, the, 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 the Long Mile Road, past McGregor's pub. I was like, oh, look at all the strange coloured people in their dress. Well, not strange coloured, but strange colours of people. Like, yeah. ju- just these peacock-dressed people walking into Conor McGregor's pub. I went, that's... Okay, that's Dublin. Fair enough. But... Uh, I hadn't realised by the time I got up onto the fucking the canals like some bollocks on a bike just fucking nearly clipped the front of me he ran a red light and immediately for the first time in months I went from like a nice simmering two to eleven in under half a second I went for the love I blew the fucking gasket immediately like I went, for fuck's sake this can't be fucking healthy like Jesus not for me not no, for somebody like me anyway when, when I'm travelling like to Galway or Mayo or wherever it may be I've just worked it out. Like I just, I don't let myself get stuck in the. Sometimes it's inevitable. You know what I mean. If you're doing radio or whatever it may be, but if I'm gigging in Galway or Mayo, I'm up early. I'm gone. I go yeah. to the gym or something early, and I am gone, man. I'm out the road at eleven o'clock. I'll call into my cousin for a cup of tea. I'll flute around Mayo. I'll do a bit of admin when I get there. I'll do a bit of writing, whatever it may be. I like life is too short to be sitting on the M50 or to be oh. sitting in traffic. And like, I see people like doing a two hour commute on top of an eight hour day, like, and all these offices, like telling people to come back to work. You don't need, if you're getting your job done at home, let people do their fucking job at home. Why yeah. are you putting an eight hour commute and stress and fuel? You're putting like 400 quid of fuel, but you're also taking 10 hours a month, a week, yeah. a week. That's like, that's, yeah, you're looking at like 40 hours a month. You're making someone sit in their car. If it's an ad, like we have to physically go to places, get on stage, do a gig. That's the job. That's what it is. Yeah. And, but I just don't understand it. Like I'm surrounded by empty buildings. Like um, Meta's just built a new city and there's no one in it. There's no, it's empty. There's like, I'm not exaggerating. I'd say you could hold 30,000 people in there. What the like, fuck? It's right beside the Aviva. They bought over the old AIB building and now Meta's yeah. built this, this universe. It's their head central office, but sure, everyone works remotely and now they're all laying off staff. Twitter, I reckon, will be gone. 
by January by at this rate. Because they had a new building as well, didn't they? Over yeah, and, up, and the way, TikTok, up by Tara Street. TikTok, TikTok's taken a nosedive. And everyone kind of has had this attitude over the last while of, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you're sorted. It was kind of like the, a civil service attitude. Yeah, yeah. Once you're in with a tech company, dude, you are, we are so all disposable. And nothing highlighted how disposable all of us are, more so than COVID. Yeah. And, you know, you diversify, you do different things. And we all did different stuff. I wish I did only fans. I, uh, <laughs> I was I, just thinking of that. I, I went, I'm going to tell you, you do this. well on OnlyFans. Like your man, from, your man from Bray. Your man from fucking Bray was making 50 or 60,000 a month. He was I know great. a barman, who I can't name for legal purposes, who made 20 grand doing OnlyFans. And he's straight. And I was like, what? What were you doing? He's like, I was just like, you know, started, they love the fitness stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, hey, just put the videos. It started out with him like doing sit-ups and stuff. And then he'd be doing, he was just doing you know, like pull-ups. With his cock out. And he doesn't even look at who, he doesn't interact with anyone. I don't know how it works. I'm assuming it's like Twitch or something that you just, you know, and people, he goes, lads, they haven't any money, so I just kept doing it. Like, so he wouldn't talk to anyone. And he was just a straight fella, basically doing pull-ups with his flute out. And he, like, he got 20 grand together. I was like, I 100% would have done that other than instead of Zoom gigs over COVID. <laughs> if I knew that that was an option. If I, I was in your position, if I was not married and have a child, I would absolutely because I was looking at your man because your man from from Bray did, and he yeah. was on and I actually I remember doing a bit but a bit about it because it was topical. You could only it was only a thing that could last yeah, sure. two weeks and I remember doing it in, in I think it was doing the laughter lounge or something. And I I just did it without writing it. It was like can you fucking imagine? Because the idea was that COVID was so hard on people that women were now turning to porn. And they were turned into porn so hard that they didn't mind a fella that was ginger or had a Bray accent. Like, that'll tell you how hard COVID was on people. Like, because, can you like, you could be a 10 in Bray, but as soon as you speak. All right, champ, you want to see me flu? I want to see the flu. <laughs> he was, your man was on, and he was lying out through his bollocks. Like, he's, I've, like, he's on everything like this guy. And it's just so strange the way he stands there. Like, but he's making money but he was on you on Claire Burns show and she was like you're making 60 grand a month on this like but she must be like you know getting you know talking off he goes no there's no nudes and you're like man you are pulling yourself around the room would you fucking stop like no one's giving you 60 grand for you to sit there in your jocks that's what everyone did during COVID yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I did Zoom gigs in my jocks that is not only fans they're two very different things and yeah, I couldn't be like, like literally just did pull ups with a salute out, made a load of money. And I, the first thing I just said is like, fair fucking play to you. I wish I thought of that. Class. And like here's, here's, I'm dealing with companies going now. There won't be any profanities. And, you know, we need to be very careful about <laughs> yeah. it. Like I did a gig and I, I I can't mention it in case they like kill my family because they're one of the big ones. And they were like, um, we're having a Christmas event for our staff but you're not to use the word Christmas because that would be offensive to people who don't celebrate it. And I'm like, I've plenty of Jewish and Muslim friends who don't celebrate Christmas. And I'm pretty sure they don't have an issue with the word Christmas. And it's, they're delighted with a Christmas bonus and a Christmas holiday. <laughs> like, like it's, it's Jesus Christ. And then they were like, they were giving out these awards 
to the staff all over the world. So I, I wasn't allowed to do any jokes. That's how out of control it got. Because they were so afraid of upsetting people that they said, don't do any jokes. So I was essentially just a presenter. And they gave out these awards and they said, we're not to... So no Christmas. Okay, don't say Christmas. We're not to use the word awards because that would be offensive to people who haven't won awards. <laughs> so, we're we're going to refer to them as celebrations. <laughs> and it was the most fucking psycho Scientology shit that I've ever... And I'm like, I don't care if I have to fucking drive, you know, seven hours to do a gig. I do not want to work in that world. We all have to do admin. We all have to pay our taxes. And, you know, there's a lot of boring shit that comes with comedy that you have to do because that's it's your job and that's it. Like, it's 90% fucking admin and emails and flights and travel and organizing and posters and ads and, you know, all the bullshit. But I, whatever about that, man, I will do that all day long instead of working for some company that doesn't let you use the word award. <laughs> I still refer back to your man that let his thumb die. Like, you know what I mean? He's. <laughs> but I did, I'd say it could be the same company. I did a workshop, an acting workshop for him online and to cast them into their roles. They were going to film it. It was going to be rubbish like, but it was to film it themselves and we would try and cut it together as best we could. Yeah. These mini versions of movies, right? And the guidelines they sent me, like, so I gave him, I wanted to see them cast, you know, see, can you act some bit or at least know what yeah. role to put you in? So it gave them all two options of a monologue from monologues from two different, very good movies, a few good men and Aaron Brockovich, right? Two 30 second ah. bits. Do them to the camera as best you can. Great. So sent him over. Like not three minutes later, came back going, uh, so some of our and they had a word for each other like it wasn't colleagues it was like a fucking word they'd invented yeah. uh fine both of these are quite on an aggressive edge i'm like they're fucking it's the telly it, they're on an aggressive edge and the way you're what, sitting with your legs open right now tom is actually a microaggression oh yeah and this was and all these steps from and it was the it was the irish counterpart was that was producing the scenario for them and was speaking to me and all these scenarios like uh that and i sent him over two more that one's uh leaning a little towards anti-semitism like jesus christ it's not and it's it's an illness and like like it, it drives me insane of people just spending all this time trying to find problems avoiding problems instead of just doing your fucking job yeah like, for me the saddest people in the world are those people who live on the internet waiting to be offended trying to you know virtue signaling you're just like the most pathetic sad haven't done anything for good for anybody ever if they saw someone getting fucking murdered in front of them they would do nothing and they would tweet about how traumatic they found that experience yeah you get what I mean? yeah and yeah I'm like, you were the saddest, ugliest, weakest excuses for human beings in fucking humanity. You're it's, like, it's a lack of know. tangibility to 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 reality, is what. Like again, you talk about a man letting his thumb die off, or that guy driving it in four degrees the other morning. Like you're either a, you're either fucking a good person or you're not a good person. Yeah, simple. It. That is it. You're either but, decent or you're not decent, and you know this fucking absolute bullshit about oh, come on guys like you know let's all do better and all the guys 
anyone who does this, like, we all need to do better, always end up being the biggest fucking always. And we've seen it. We've, we've seen, seen it. Men, I, hey, men, men and women. There are also women who are the shoutiest. And you, and you find out the women who don't really row in with them, you, a lot of times it comes out of the woodwork that they were creepy fuckers themselves in the past. You know what I mean? It's the day. But I, I'm, and I'm interested in your opinion. This all has to come about full circle because when you're building, when you build an ideology on sand, which is what that shit is, there's no way it can sustain culture. You know what I mean? It can't, like, as you said, like, we'll we'll chat about it in a second. Like, you go to a a country that's, at any point, it could be on its fucking knees. But like, or you go to a place that doesn't have wealth, i.e., rural Ireland there is no wealth to speak of the wealth is the nature around you yes you've wealthy farmers but these are lads who okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They're up to their bollocks and shite most days. Yeah. So you don't, they, they don't, there's no time for that out shit. Because yeah. it doesn't make money. And if you don't make money, you die in the countryside. Because there's yeah. nobody there's nobody to hold you up. There's nobody to yeah. go, hey, man, come on in here and let's have some soup. You go, oh, no, uh, you're dead. You're dying of the hunger. That's yeah. it. <laughs> like, it's a famine. You're in a ditch with a mouthful of nettles. <laughs> I, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong with it. Do you know what? That are from no yeah, that are, they charge you fucking fifteen fifty for a that in a restaurant. No way your man who let his tongue die doesn't just eat nettles straight no. up. I remember being at the Flower Championship one year. I did you, and a few of us were videoing it, so it, it went viral, but not as a result of me. Mine got a lot of views, but a few, a few other people were filming it. This guy was at it was a parade ring of cattle, right? They were fucking lovely, like they all blow dried and everything. They were cool, and I was hosting the thing, and I was just fascinated by the Flower Championship because it has grown into such a huge fucking oh, expo, it, it, right? It's culty mecca, like. It's culture mecca, and I suppose anybody who's into like a lot of there's everything there. It's worth going for anybody, like, but. I was hosting a thing and we had, there was long breaks in between. So it was like from one to two to four to five, you know. So I go off for a wander. And I remember I went into this parade ring of cattle and there was an owl fella there who had, wait for this, Danny, not even in the pack, just dropped in like something out of a cartoon. He had a full length of Linka sausages, right? Raw sausages in the poker. And he was chatting away to another fella and and just, and taking them out one at a time and just snapping them off and just, Waffle him down like a fucking bear, right? Raw cool. sausages. Nah, I ne- I'd never seen that like in my life. I was, this might be the rawest hard bastard I've ever seen in my fucking life. Interestingly, you say that you saw Liver King. Oh it's yeah, yeah. Exposed for having ten, and I'm like, oh <laughs> Jesus, really? Oh, I couldn't believe that. I can't believe that he's like that size and constantly vascularly bulging. <laughs> Like, he looks like a giant cock that's on a rager. 
Do you know what I mean? He's covered in lumps and veins. You're like, that's a Robin Cock with a beard that jizz his liver. (laughs) But you know what? I'm not like there was it seems to be a lot of outrage about this, right? About oh my god, liver king. And every time I put go on Instagram or TikTok, there seems to be somebody going, What did you think he was up to? But this like it's literally I the second I saw that I went, Oh yeah. But you're like, yeah. But there seems to be this huge blanket of fucking anger at Liver King. It's like, but sure, so what? Like, it's it is, but sure, nobody's. It's like, just yeah, yeah, fine. He, but you, then you look all the meat and stuff like that. And like, I've no doubt that he'd still be a eunuch, but you don't. Ah, you, you don't get say, that. You don't get that, like Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron body from eating liver. You just simply don't. Or 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 test. You just don't. But no. it's the blanket outrage of that versus. Why isn't there a blanket outrage of uh, that Balenciaga fucking CAD campaign that went on last week? Like, there was bits and pieces of mad jokes. Why is there out. no outrage at Qatar? Why is there yeah. no outrage at the housing crisis? Why is there no outrage that there's 10,000 people sleeping on the streets of Dublin? Why is there no outrage that there's no rent capping? Why is there no outrage that like people are literally having to choose between food and heating this winter in Ireland? And you're upset about Liver King or you're upset about some bullshit. I'm like, and like I, I like uh, Rory Hearn, who's who's like being like uh, like organizing protests and stuff like that about you know stuff in Ireland and rent capping. I will be at that protest one hundred percent because this is complete and utter bullshit, and it's unsustainable. And you can't just keep hiking up rents like seeing like three hundred people queuing up to view like a three bedroom gaff like Bad. like like. A bunk bed. Disgusting. Seventeen hundred quid a month to share a room with three people in one room. Seventeen hundred quid. Eight hundred quid for a bunk. Eight hundred quid for a bunk. That's what you would expect. It's 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 insane, man. It's absolutely. You could you could actually buy. I was only thinking about this the other day, right? Because there was a fella on. He was saying, you know, just like you were saying earlier, like seventeen hundred for that fucking thing. And I didn't realize it was that fucking cat. I thought at least you get your own room, but. And then in Paris, the equivalent was 900 a month. Fucking Paris, like. And then, but I was thinking, I said, for, for even for 900 a month, you could buy a high end, like, estate Merc on a monthly, you know, monthly five year plan and live in the Merc, like, like, live in a Merc. Yeah, yeah. And run it and run it and insure it for 800 a month. Like, you could, you could easily do that. You could get yourself. A nice, a nice 180 or a 200 series, you know, throw the or, fucking... Or a, a sprinter and a mattress. A sprinter and a mattress, like. I'm telling you, I, before I could justify handing it over to some cunt who's... It stings and I get shit all the time and uh, it's a real passive-aggressive Irish thing as well. It's like, oh, jeez, do you ever take a day off? Do you ever take a day off? And I'm like, like I grew up with like a single mother who I love, by the way, but like... I've no family wealth. I've no parents. And I, I know a lot of people as well. Like, you know, they work hard and they buy houses, but a lot of people's parents just give them the deposit. Yeah. I don't have that. And they're yeah. like, like, I'm working, I'm saving. And people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just lucky. Like, we bought at the right time. And I'm like, or like the option of, yeah, we just lived at home. My my my, my favorite thing as well is that, yeah, you know, you know, you know, we really struggled to buy our house. You know, all we had to do was move in my parents let them pay for everything, not pay any rent, not pay any electricity, not pay any bills, live with them for 18 months. And because of that, we were able to say... It just started itself out after that. Yeah, it was a real struggle. It was a real struggle. Don't tell us we haven't struggled. 
Oh, yeah. also they gave us another twenty grand just to make sure that we, you know, we were able to get a good deposit. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah. I mean. That, that shit drives me up the wall. Like, if you, I know sacrifices and stuff, but like, like not paying rent and living with your parents to me is not a real world sacrifice. No, 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 no. A fair play to anybody who can do it, but don't make out like you, uh, you know, you're you're on you're on you're on your hands and knees and come down off the cross, will you? Because. Yeah. Do you know, it's it's just not an option. Like like we were lucky enough that my parents had enough, not wealthy, but they had enough of an acre out the back. They went, "Do you want to put something on that?" But so I had to take a, a backward step to buy a log cabin. That sounds, like, that sounds like something someone would say at a one night stand. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to put something on that? Do you? Yeah, I have not fucking no. Will you put something on that? Will you? <laughs> I'd fucking bring you home for the fuck just to be looking at you. <laughs> but that was that, and that was the option. That and up and down this road, I'm just like up. That's what every couple with <laughs> small child children have, has done here, and then allowed them. But you still pay your fucking. You still pay for the property. You know what I mean. You still oh, got yeah. the only thing that can be given here is because everybody does have. You've much more space here. Yeah, of course. Like there's nobody, there's nobody with a you know a a, a rat far enough size garden here. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's got one where you could actually put a horse on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, 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 I just like you know, I, I, I'm just struggling to see the value. Like, I, I love this city. You have two clubs in this city. I love the crack of this city. I love the pubs in this city. You know, the co- comedy when you gig in different countries as well. Like, one thing I will say, because not to be all negative about it, is that Dublin, you are privileged, and London as well, that you can gig as a comic seven nights a week if you want. Yeah, for a full yeah. That is rare, man. I gig all over the place. And, like, you don't get that in Europe. You don't get that in, like, the likes of Zurich or Barcelona. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's some decent, really decent gigs, but there's a lot of shite hostage situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People yeah. are, even in Mexico, like, I did this gig and I'm like, this isn't a gig. This is just people having mental health problems that should go to therapy. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and unfortunately, that's what comedy does. Comedy is a vehicle for people who are struggling and for me anyone who goes to therapy i always think i i've had to do it myself i was going through a really difficult time a few years ago and i was in this really fucking awful relationship and i went to see a a therapist and i I got out of the relationship It, it gave me the clarity one session and i'm like this is a nightmare i'm out and if i hadn't gone i needed someone outside of my friend yeah of course to talk to and Anyone I think who who gets help, I think is 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 an absolute fucking legend and fair play to you. And if you're struggling, I always think about like getting to do with mental health, not to get brezzy on this, but it's like you hurt your knee or you hurt your back, you go to the doctor, unless you're like your neighbor, you just let your leg fall off. But with your head, like it's just health. That's all it is. It's yep. just this is unwell at the moment. I need to go fix this thing. And you just get it fixed and then you move on with your life, you know? But like comedy, unfortunately is rife with people with serious mental health problems who aren't um, who aren't dealing with them. And they kind of use comedy and the stage and the platform or be it social media or whatever to vent their mental health problems. When in reality, you can still be a comic, but go sort your head out first. Go yeah. deal with your problems. Like, it's not, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like- 100%, you, yeah, you, you see you it know, the whole time. Like Just there at these 10 minutes of people literally- telling you how shit their life is and no jokes. And I'm like, 
this is just awful. It's awful for the audience. It's awful for you. It's awful for the other comics. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go get some help. <laughs> yeah. Go to the gym. Go for a run. Stop drinking. How about you stop drinking? Yeah. Stop drinking with depressant every fucking night. And maybe, I don't know, maybe stop smoking weed. Maybe don't do coke. Maybe go for a run for a week, stop exercise, you know, exercise, try eat something, stop scooping, and maybe see how you feel then. Because you were, the, the the amount of times that we've spoken about this going, just that lad, it's, you know, and we, you can't, like, it's hard to actually pull somebody aside, like, but I talked, I was talking with a Lithuanian guy the other day, and he was saying that, he, it was amazing, because he had decent English but what he had was very abrupt English do you know what I mean he didn't have the hang ups like I sure herself didn't you know she's not she's not doing great he just went I says ever like he was he was late back to the thing that we were working on and I went is everything ah the daughter has the melt health I saw Jesus the is she is she is she getting help? Yeah, she getting Ireland Ireland a good country for the mental health. When you go looking, you know, when you go looking, because Lithuania wouldn't be great with the mental health. But you know, because he's just got enough. Yeah. But it was it was there was a brutal honesty in the way he was speaking. He was speaking uh, and not keeping it under breath. He was saying it for all to hear in the same way as if the girl had a you know a fucking awful spinal injury or something. Like he was going, ah, we'll get to the bottom of him. We'll get to the bottom of it. Is yeah. basically what he was saying. Like I was going, but but, but, that's, but, but, but that's how you deal with things. Yeah. Like you deal with your problems. And don't, the problem is, is that people don't, this is the thing I get all the time as well. I did a, a friend of ours, Shane Brown, did an amazing podcast called um, The Other Place. Yeah, I listened to it. I listened to it. It's brilliant. It's, it's incredible. And he went through, and I'd highly recommend anyone to listen to it. I'll, I'll stick a link up and stuff like that. But he went through some, a, a pretty traumatic uh, family thing. And you'll, you'll hear about it in the podcast. And he did a mushroom ceremony. And I had done some psychedelics in in Central America when I was writing the show that I'm torn now. And he said, will you come and do one with me? Like, And we had to prepare all week. So like, we were getting messages from this shaman and she's like, you're going to meet this spirit God and you need to meet, meet, make your affirmations. And it was all this kind of stuff. And we were kind of like, you know, we we're kind of laughing about it. And we were like, but she said, don't drink for the week. Exercise, drink water, no caffeine. Like basically get your head right. Yeah. And uh, the the mushroom one was 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 insane, but we did we we did DMT, which is dimethyltryptamine, which is yeah. like the strongest drug in the world. And like I'm telling you now, if I hadn't got my head ready, because I was so stressed out with loads of different things in my life, but if I hadn't spent that week preparing, yeah, you, you, like that's what a bad trip is, I suppose. You know, when people people aren't dealing with their mental health problems, then they take psychedelics. You won't have a bad trip. All you see with psychedelics is stuff that's already in your head. Yes. So if you're not processing or dealing with your issues and then you throw psychedelics on top of it, it's petrol on, it's petrol, it's throwing petrol on the fire. Um, but the, when we did all these things, it's like, like loads of, loads of friends of mine, when I told them I was doing it, were like, oh yeah, did you go mental? Did you, did you lose the, oh, say, did you lose your mind? And the, like kind of nearly wanting to hear that I'd had a complete mental breakdown. 
And I said, no, it was actually one of the best things. I was bawling my eyes out crying, saying I'm free. Madness. Like it was it was like a near death experience, the only way I can describe it. But I was like, no, because I got my head together and I made sure that my head was in the right place. And if it wasn't in a good place, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But these are the same people who have extremely miserable lives. They're not happy with their life. They're not happy with their home life. They're not happy with work life. And they won't even look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. If you understand what I mean, yeah. they won't look inwards and they'll go, oh yeah, you're taking psychedelics. Did you go mad? And I'm like, like, and if you listen to Shane's podcast, like it's like, it, it's it's brave. Because if you want to deal with psychedelics, it's the ultimate looking in, inwards at yourself. Yeah. That's the thing. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate light being shone on all the things that are in your head. That's what psychedelics are. Yeah. But you're, 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 most people are just like, oh yeah, they're for hippies and you'll go mad and you'll jump off a balcony. And I'm like, no, like you're actually trying to process stuff by using them. You're not trying to do it to have to them, them out. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. But I, I like but most people, like the simplest thing, like you were saying about your Lithuanian, mate, if you're not well, go to your GP. Yeah. And go, I'm not well. And it doesn't mean you're suddenly going to get put on antidepressants. They'll go, well, are you doing this, 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 and this? But most people won't do that. They just deal with, they have it, and then they just hate all around them. It's so toxic, man. I think, I think possibly too, because given that she was a 15 year old um, girl who was dealing with, I suppose, heavy anxiety or whatever, it seems to me like the school was very cool about it you know what I mean like the, the local school here like we're very cool and they're like yeah cool let's get her help like you know so I think definitely when we went to school if you had fucking heavy anxiety you'd just be the odd cunt I so had heavy anxiety every single morning going into school because hadn't done my homework six years were going to kick the bollocks out of you as you went in the door lads used to wait at the doors of my school I went to a country school at Rathdrum and I remember like you'd walk in and like there'd just be a row of six years. Like they're men, they're 18 year old farmers. You're a 12 year old with like not even any facial hair. Like I looked like I looked like a fetus when I was 12. And you're in there with your little school bag, and lads would just kick the fuck out of you. <laughs> like it was really fucking awful and traumatic. And that's why I'm like, you know, when I see people getting upset about things and talking about like, oh my anxiety is flaring up. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I used to be like on the school bus going, I'm wondering who's going to get me on the way in the <laughs> yeah. Even before my school day had even started. <laughs> you're there with a fucking tissue up your nose to stop it bleeding, trying to get your maths homework done, copying off your maid furiously. And you're telling me that as a grown adult that you have a, you have too much anxiety to learn how to drive? <laughs> what? Are you fucking for real? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But to, come here, you were a place I've always dreamt of going to. It's you, You've frequented C Central America and Southern, I suppose, South America. Oh, you've probably seen it all, nearly all at this stage. I, I, I haven't done South yet. It was all Central, to be honest with Central, you. yeah. Oh, it's so huge. Like, and I, to be honest with you, I always thought South was Central and Central. So did I. Well, so did I. You, yeah. you just, you just, we've learned something on today's podcast, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah. If you learned nothing, uh, I, yeah, so during COVID, I basically went to uh, I went to Costa Rica because I had a mate of mine there, and I was and just that's, this is the Costa Rica in in the Americas, not the one in fucking Portugal or wherever the fuck yeah, people yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm off the cost. I'll never forget. It was a, a guy. He was a bricklayer. And he was like, "I'm off the cost. I'm off the Costa Rica." I went, "Fucking are you? That's a trick." He's like, "Ah, oh, it's fucking grand. It's fucking you know what I mean? Fucking 
points two euro. I was like, oh yeah, euro. And I'm like, what? And I totally missed out. There's a Costa Rica somewhere in fucking yeah, yeah. some holiday. In Tenerife, man. Tenerife, or, right. You know, my favorite thing is, and I've had this conversation so many times. I always laugh actually with with uh, with Jerry talking about this. It's like it's a real taxi driver conversation, right? I look in the back seat, going, "Away, away." <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're like, "Here it comes. Here, here's the fucking grenade roll." Yeah. Of how he's gonna tell you how class his life is versus yours, and just uh, or it's real Dublin bar chat. He goes. About 40 of us go away every year. So, every year, yeah. Which, yeah, which yeah. I, I'd genuinely rather die in a plane crash than do that. And he's like, <laughs> about 40 of us go out every year. We go to the same place and wherever it's like, you know what I mean? It's not Santa Fe, whatever, you know, like insert one of the. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and like these, like over there, couple of, couple yeah. of scoops at the pool. <laughs> the women are shopping. Yeah. Kids are in the pool. Football on the telly. Two euro points. And they're looking around and I'm going, you spent 800 quid getting there. Do you get what I mean? Do yeah. You, like, that doesn't subsidize your points enough. Like, how many points, like, say, a point five sixty in Dublin, how many points would you have to drink to make your airfare back? Do you get what I mean? Oh, listen, it's, like, but sure, the holiday destination crowds have it locked in. They're like, just keep the pints down, but charge them whatever the fuck you want for the room. Like, yeah. and if like, you're like, still spending two grand. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck that you're saving two euro a pint. Like, I, I don't care how cheap a pint is. Like, this thing always, people go mental over that. And someone made a really good point to me recently about the price of pints in Temple Bar. Uh, Column, actually, who I run the crunch with. His mate said this to him. They're like, oh, look, you know, the receipts go up on social media. Eight euro for a pint of Guinness. This is madness. We're in a capital city. It's the same in London. It's the same in New York. Singapore, it's about 15, probably 20 quid a pint, right? But in Dublin, one thing I will say, if you go to Temple Bar and you, you, so you and me go to Temple Bar and we have four pints of Guinness each, right? So the guts are 40 quid we spent. Yeah. We've also got, it's packed. We've also got live music. Yeah. The whole time that we're there. The place is hopping. Like, it's, it's you hopping. will, it's so, pumping. For 40 quid. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You'll have a fucking cracker of a night. You'll meet people from all over the world. And you've had four points. And you've got a class live musician playing. But you could literally walk 100 meters in any direction and nearly cut that in half. You know, you know what I mean? You're like, no, but, but, even, but even so, like, like you're only... Even if you did walk 100 meters, the difference between us having four pints in the long hall or four pints in the temple bar. Yeah. The difference is only fucking a tenner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, just yeah. Losing perspective of like, maybe look at your, your rent or your, the cost of your flights or how much is your fucking car loan that you didn't need? 800 quid a month. Yeah. I just think it's, I just think people think about things, oh, you can fill it rose five euro. Your mortgage is a million. I'm just I'm always just gobsmacked where I'm going think yeah. about I don't know but it, it, sorry to, to get back I went to Central America 
was doing Zoom gigs, a pal of mine from, uh, I'd worked with in New York like nearly 20 years ago. He saw I did all the outdoor shows and then we made the TV show, The Flats and Rings End, called the, the Lockdown Comedy Special. And he says to me, he's a lunatic from Tyrone, his name is Rory. And he said, uh, do you want to come to Guatemala? Uh, COVID's only a suggestion here. Lovely. And I flew from Costa Rica to Guatemala, PCR and all that. And man, Guatemala's not on everyone's radar and it is it is a different world. It is a different world. And it, it's somewhere like I'll go for the rest of my life. I'll hopefully be able to go once a year. I'm involved in a charity over there now. Uh, that a mate of mine runs that we did a fundraiser for. I just saw how, not to be all, like, you know, we built some houses in Africa. I heard some really depressing stories from people who've lived in South Africa, actually, who I met over there, that a lot of the schools that, so they would get a gap year student from the yeah. UK. We're, we're going to go to Africa. We're going to build houses. It's going to be fabulous. We're going to Kenya. So they pay four grand and that's their flight and that covers the building the house. They get pictures with all the kids. Happy days. As soon as they leave, they tear the houses down. Those kids never live in them. The schools never get used. It's a lot of it is a farce. It's not what? really great. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, because my mate, my mate lived there. She lived there for three years and she's like, it's it's a scam. And it always has been. They literally ripped them. They, they put up these things, you know, timber, <laughs> nail gun, look at our wonderful school. They rip it down. They get more money. They start again. Start again. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm very obviously when I hear stuff like that, like any charities now that I work with, I'm very. I need to see direct impact. So when I was in Guatemala, we 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 literally made it. There was about a thousand US dollars. Um, my mate who owns the bar matched the ticket money that I raised. I threw in a few quid, got it up to a thousand. We did a whip around on the night. We like a, a thousand quid is a lot of money in Guatemala as well. Like you know what I mean. And I know that'd be handy to get together out of a group of people in Dublin. But you're not charging twenty quid a ticket in Guatemala. You're charging yeah. forever. So you had to. We did. We sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we did it, and with that thousand quid, my friend owns a, a charity called the Integral Heart Foundation. He's from Athlone. And um, it was his 60th, actually. It was one of the reasons I went over. And it was his wife's 50th. She's from Spain. He's from Athlone. But the school is amazing. And, like, I used to work in youth work. And, uh, like, they have a little counsellor. It's very basic, man. Like, it's it's very basic. But that thousand quid paid for a Christmas party for 65 kids. Bought all of them presents, like little car. Uh, toy stop. Right. 65 presents. Given out by three Irish fellas, one from Adlow, one from Wicklow, one from Tyrone. And we got them singing Ole 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 and everything, man. It was hilarious. It was like some like little weird, like little IRA, like star. <laughs> but um we bought six six just just to give a bit of perspective of like how far your money can help in a in a third world country versus us. Because I was guilty of moaning about our life and how expensive things are here. But that thousand quid, which is what some people would spend on a single present for a single child. Yeah. Easy. Like an iPad or, you know, whatever, maybe a PS5 or whatever. And that uh, that thousand quid was able to pay for uh, like a Christmas party, basically, for 65 kids. Food, all that kind of crack, decorations, presents for the 65 kids and 44 bags of food that had about a week shop and two chickens rice for 44 of the families of those kids holy shit and that's and that like that's that to me is what charity is yeah they don't take a wage out of it they don't take anything they pay the three women who run 
the the center they're locals the kindest and most beautiful women you could ever meet in your life just three little guatemalan mammies like just yeah just just superstars the kids were incredible and i was like i worked in youth work for years man and like like I got like headbutted and work by teenager, like loads, of, like I mean, a lot of social issues in Ireland. But like, you know, there's kids like turning up, like giving out, going like, I'm, we're going to cinema. I don't want to go to a fucking cinema, you fucking prick. You know this kind of shit. And then you're dealing with kids who are literally starving, and you're like going, this is for me personally. That's the kind of help that I want to give. I want to see direct. I don't want to see a CEO of a charity on 250 grand a year pulling up in a brand new 222 Range Rover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ireland, as you well know, there is a business of charity in Ireland. Oh, there is. Jesus, yeah. And it huge. is business. It is fucking business. And, I, you know, I'll still, I'll still do charity gigs, but I'm being very selective about who I work with because I'm not giving my time to pay a CEO's wages. I want to give my time to help people who need help. Class, but you yeah. and you developed the you developed uh, the god of all things bad. Yeah, so when I first met there, my mate told me about this god. I kept seeing this little weird puppet everywhere, like a little like a little dark kind of evil old man Bosco. And I was like, what What's the crack with that? And my mate goes, Oh, that's Mashamon. So it's like a Mayan god. So when the Mayans got colonized by the Spanish, they're like, yeah. You're all Christians now. You've all got to pray to Jesus or whatever. But the Mayans kept fighting back. So they're like, right, we'll let you keep your little weird Mayan god if you stop kicking off. So loads of churches in Guatemala, particularly in the Mayan heavy areas, you'll see a little separate church beside the church, like a little like a little granny flat. Right. Uh, and that's where Mashamon lives. And I went to meet the actual Mashamon. So they have this wooden statue. And it, it's all these weird like things. He has to be carved in the dark. Right. Oh. One of the things. It moves from a different house in this place called Santiago. So <clears throat> this house hosts Mashamon for a year, and it's a big privilege, right? And this is as Mayan as it gets. Like, this is on a lake. You can only get there by boat. If you were to drive there, it would take you about 12 hours. Like, it's it's all back roads. And I actually thought about this before I came on the podcast because my mates went to visit Mashamon after I went to meet him. And basically, you buy him a drink or you give him a fag or a mushrooms or a cigarette let me be very clear no uh don't only get tweeted that you give him a smoke you give him a, a drink you give him some magic mushrooms you can even you can give him coke if you want you can give him what you want you give him an offering and you tell him what your problem is between you and him and he does his best for you that's it <laughs> i'll do my best man. and i just thought <laughs> that's a fucking religion that i can get behind and all, all, all the lads are scooping with him and um, i bought my little nag and a whiskey right and they actually tipped the statue back and poured the whiskey into the wooden statue. So <laughs> body, and it goes into a bucket. And then the lads all drink that at the end of the night. It's like a dolly mix when you're a kid. And then it's that's strained through a lump of fucking wood. Okay. And then they have a six foot Jesus in a coffin beside him in a clear glass coffin. Right? With, okay. uh, like Ho Chi Minh, except it's like a Jesus statue in a coffin with all these LED disco lights. And then they've got like a random like female effigy in another coffin. And that's apparently Mashamon's wife. And I told my friends went to visit and I said, listen, you're go- um, you'll see Mashamon. I told them the crack and I said, you're going to see techno Jesus. And my friend's wife said when she got there, she couldn't stop laughing or breathe the whole time because she just couldn't. She's like, she's Spanish. She goes, you have ruined Jesus for me. 
because she just kept laughing. So it's just Jesus with all these techno lights, <laughs> like some kind of mental taxi in India. But anyway, I wrote a show and, and it was kind of based about the people that I met in Guatemala and like the likes of Antigua. Antigua is mad. Like it's someone said something to me just before I left. Like it's full of heroes and villains. Like no one's in Antigua because they paid their taxes. Right. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. real. And it's, John it's McAfee sort of a place like. Short flight from the States. There's a lot of um, lads who would do like uh, commercial fishing, like deadliest catch. Yeah. A lot of those boys would do that kind of work for four months. Then they would live in Antigua for eight months with the money. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. 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 That kind of place. And uh, this fella who is 100% on the run, uh, let's call him Mikey. Uh, he hasn't been back in the States for about six and a half years. He's nearly died a few times recently. He got a, what did he get? It begins with tea. He got, he got some like tropical disease. And he had to like cut his stomach out. Like he's a lunatic. Like, and then he was told like if he doesn't stop smoking and doing all the other bad stuff, like he's gonna die. And he's just like, Wah. and then he's he's a, he's a header, but a very very funny dude, a very intelligent guy as well. But obviously has his demons. But what he said to me about Antigua, and this for me sums up Antigua. It's stunning, by the way. The most beautiful city, amazing people, amazing restaurants. But just class, old colonial. It was the capital of Guatemala. There was an earthquake and then they moved it to the city. And he just goes, do you know what, man? I love Antigua because it's the home of the wanted and the unwanted. <laughs> I just, I, like that, if I could sum up kind of Guatemala as a place and... Put that in a movie. Jesus Christ. Just, man, it's just... Yeah, I just connected with the people there and met so many sound fuckers Met some comics there. I, I was the only English-speaking comic ever to do a show in a Guatemalan comedy club, ever. Like, the, the only the only gringo. And then they invited me to do a theatre. There's only one theatre in the whole country. And the show was to staff that all worked in call centres, so they had English. But the show was basically a piss take. It was basically like a fuck the gringos show. So the right. last like, you're going to be on this. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, I was like a token gringo on a show called Fuck the Gringos, pretty much. And I went on and I just said, listen, I'm not I'm not a gringo because they would usually, you know, gringos would be Americans. And I said, I'm Irish and I got to be clap. And then it was a way. You have to be grateful to be an Irish man when you travel because it's our passport, our, our, our nationality oh. is... People automatically want to be your friend, and we're very privileged to come from a country like that. For all the negativity that comes with with Ireland, we're lucky because we've got a we've got you know except for like Western Australia and stuff where like a lot of lads have like poisoned our name from alcoholism and like bait each other. And um, but yeah, like I, it's somewhere I just really connected with. I I loved it. I I friends there for life. I'm gonna try and go there every year. Uh, I wrote the show while I was there. Um, I finished the show. I filmed the special of the show. Um, That's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, when? Where did you film that? In that only comedy club, and it's in Zone Ten in Guatemala City, and uh, it was in a place called uh, La, Ro- La Resortera. And the three acts that were on with me, the host had never done a gig in English. Had he'd done some English speaking gigs, but he never he hosted a gig for the first time in English and did a better job than lads I know who've been MCing for twenty years. <laughs> I'm not joking. He just did the right thing. He just did some jokes, you know what I mean? And then two other acts did their sets in English. And like to do it, I did one gig in Ireland in my life. Doing a gig in a different language is insane. 
I can't, I can't actually wrap my head around it. It's when I see people doing it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so impressed. I feel so <laughs> shit. Cause... Yeah, same, same. And then like, you know, and I, I did the show and it was, it's still chaotic because it's going to ball and people are spilling drinks and it's messy. Like, ah, yeah. But you'll never, it's the curse of the camera. No matter where you are in the world, as soon as you put the camera on, you know, there'll always be a, a bit of a bit of messing with the gig. But like, so the, I filmed that special there. I should have that out soon. I'm probably just going to, I'm going to sell it on flash drives after gigs, but I'll stick it up on YouTube. And um, But the two main characters out of the show, uh, one is a guy called Neil from Cork, who's a hurler from like the middle of like, back arse of nowhere near Dripsy actually where Colin O'Regan is from and then my other mate is from Tyrone but they were like 40% of the show and it was all real and it was all about them but they were at the gig which was so <laughs> fucked up because I've been touring this show for a year trying to make strangers understand and it's hard to explain to people like when you're trying to develop a character like these are real people but you have to write and write and develop that yeah. material so that someone understands that character like you telling me about your man's tongue falling off. Like you mm -hmm. get a sense of what he is, but these guys could be made up for all they know. They're not, but they could be. But I spent so, I spent over a year, like I think I've done 70 something of the gigs in, of this show, including Edinburgh and all that. So the show is super tight now. So it ripped it, but it's so weird when people are laughing, but the people are in the show. The boys are actually in there. That's fucking brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Like, but there's That's a picture on my Instagram. If you have a look, there's a picture of the real lad. So if you want, if you come and see the show, I'm only doing a few more dates next year. But if you see it or you've seen it and you want to actually physically see what the two lads look like, I have a photo <laughs> with the two of them uh, from the gig in Guatemala City. And they drove like uh, they drove like six hours to come. Legends. To like people, mates of mine drove from all over the country. That's class. So and then I'm and then I come home on the last. <laughs> you can't get a like on fucking Instagram. Uh, I can't get a like or a share. Or any chance of we have to pay for tickets? Oh uh, yeah, lad. Sorry, maybe. Sorry, you're you're right. I'll give you free tickets because you know, God forbid, you might try and support me. Like you know, I mean, where? Because uh, I won't keep you any longer because you've you're the busiest man in the fucking world, which we've clearly found out. Um, where? Where, where's the best place to find because everything's, like at, everything's at dannyobryancomedy.com I'm, I'm only for any Dublin listeners I'm only doing one more Dublin show to be honest with you I wanted to wrap this show up yeah Guatemala and that was the end of it and then there was there was demand and there's been a few extra shows so I'm doing a run of shows in London in January um, I'm also I've, I've got one show one solo show of this on the 26th of January in Dublin um, in the Wild Duck and then I've got a few more different things. I'm actually also doing a tour with, with Rick Mullins, who owns Scottish Comedy. Oh, very good, Rick. Yeah, yeah. And, and Billy Kirkwood. Brilliant. So we, we, this is, we're doing a little a little micro tour in Scotland and England called The Englishman, The Irishman. And a, sorry, An Englishman, An Irishman, and a Scotsman. Perfect. And we just said, let's do it for the crack. Let's do a triple header. 20 minutes, bang, bang, bang. And then we're probably going to be doing that for the whole month of the Edinburgh Fringe. Class. And we'll have guests as well. So like, two like two good blokes to do it too. Like you know, yeah. Then, but like yeah, the yeah. idea of the show is that like especially during Fringe, like we we won't be able to do it every single day, all of us. So if I'm on, I'd swap myself for you or Rory O'Hanlon. Yeah. Or, you know, if Billy Kirkwood wasn't doing it, he'd swap himself out for Larry Dean or Stu Mitchell. But the point is that it's just it's a headliner show. Three headliners: one Englishman, one Irishman, one Scotsman. I know it's a, a cliche, but do you know what? 
everyone's into that. Yeah. And I just think, I, I don't think, who wouldn't look at that and go, fuck it, that's going to be a bit of crack. Yeah, because I mean, you, you, can get, you can get too fucking smart with yourself. And I, I love the idea of that. But then obviously people may show up for the notion of, I love a bit of silly you. And then they see three savage headliners. So you're like, oh, OK, that's actually. But, that's it, but it's just yeah, an yeah. hour of pure ba-bang, ba-bang. And like, you know, we all do our shows. And you have your narratives and you have your this, that and the other. But and like the, the, the Guatemala show is good crack. And it's, it's about mad fuckers. It's about the God of all things bad. But all of it is from truth like yeah. no, it's it's so fucked up i couldn't even have possibly imagined what would happen there like i got parasites and everything when i met the god of all these bad nearly fucking died i'll never moan about a dodgy fucking chicken fillet roll or taco fries for the rest of my life and uh but yeah like and I, i'm kind of going what do i do now because i'm after doing this so that's why i'm going to continue the tour it's going to new zealand comedy festival as well so it's actually going to be going Oh, we have a bunch of Kiwis listening to this as well. Yeah, actually, yeah. It, it'll finish in it'll go, it'll go from January, and it'll finish in June. But in between January and June, I'm going to have to write a new hour for. Yeah. But I don't know what I have no idea what the fuck that's going to be to be honest with you. But I, about fucking traffic in Dublin, that's what it'll fucking yeah, be. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be about traffic, rental crisis, all the likes of all 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 the funny stuff. And I'll put DannyO'Brien.com in the show notes. That was it was fucking class, man. Thank you very much, Danny. So, DannyO'Brien.com. I forgot to say, too, at the top of the show that I am cutting off the mullet. It is, you, some of you will have seen it on Instagram. Some of you are, like, clutching your pearls right now. I hear you. I'm cutting off the mullet for charity. The link is at the top of the the link when you go in, the link tree link when you go in at, through the show notes. There's everything else in there from uh, the Patreon to merch to YouTube pages and all. But it's at the top. As well as that, there's a ticket. Tickets to the, the Hill Show. But, yeah, the mullet is coming off. I know, I'm saying it quickly because I know it's, it's like just ripping the band-aid off, cutting it off before Christmas. You can donate to the charity that uh, PWSAI that I'm going to be donating the money to for unbelievably. I Like I set a target of 500 quid and it's gone in like two days when I announced when we said it, when Natasha put it together. It's 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 <laughs> fair play to you. It's just a, it's very cool that people are donating towards me cutting off my hair. <laughs> It's for a good cause, so if you would, it'd be great. Give the minimum if you can, or whatever you can give would be absolutely great. So, Spotify, give us the five stars if you would, please. Hit subscribe if it's your first time listening. And, of course, the wrapped thing, if that is a thing that pops up, if I pop up in your top five, then please tag the podcast or tag me. That'd be absolutely delish. Other than that, gang, keep listening. Wash your hands, mind your arse, and uh, have a lovely weekend. Good night, good blessed, thanks.